What is up, everyone? Welcome to episode three of Keeping It Real with Kiesel. This episode is strictly going over adversity in terms of sports. Uh, for those that know me, know that uh, I've played soccer professionally for the last couple of years, uh, transitioned out now uh, based on a few factors in terms of injuries and things like that. But um, adversity is something that you know we face in athletics. Uh, for those that have a aspiration of reaching that next level in terms of their career, whether it's uh, you know going into high school, going into college, going into uh, the professional game. There are so many different things that we have to uh, be mindful of, right? When we go into these transitions, it's something that's uh, going to take a lot of determination, sacrifice, blood, sweat, and tears um, to make that next step. And everything worth having in life um, is worth fighting for, right? And I think one of the biggest quotes that I will never forget from my lifting coach in Providence was that the the road to success is always under construction. Right. I think that's one one of the biggest things that we have to make sure that we're understanding is that no matter what goal we have set out for ourselves, um, as soon as we put that goal or that aspiration into the universe, life is going to throw us so many different things to make sure that's actually something that we want and we're willing to sacrifice and be resilient for and to make that difference. Now, like I said before, one of the biggest things I want to do with this podcast is be able to uh, shout out. Uh, some small businesses uh, that are uh, people that are close to me and be able to really try to help their brand grow. Uh, First one is Dynamic Solutions. Uh, They're your digital consulting platform providing support via business plans, financial modeling, business proposals, logo, graphic designs, web designs, and so much more. Uh, Check them out on social media. You can get them on Twitter at DocsDynamic on Twitter uh, for Instagram. We want to go to, oh, excuse me, for Instagram, we want to go to dynamic underscore docs. Uh, and you also reach them on their email, uh, docs at gmail.com, docs at gmail.com. Uh, feel free to get a consultation, see what you're looking for, kind of help your own personal business grow. All right. Now, in terms of my story, right, and we're getting to the adversity side of it. Um, a lot of people don't know. Obviously, I was a goalkeeper playing soccer. Uh, and for those that know the position and know the sport, you know that only one person plays. Now, I didn't play. I didn't start um, in goal in high school till my senior year. Right. And people, sometimes people were shocked by it. And for me, it, there was no you know shock from it. It was just what it is. You know, the guy that in front of me, good guy, great goalkeeper. Um, and I had to wait my turn. And that's kind of how it works is you know, unless you're better than the person, you have to wait till they either, you know, graduate or whatever, get hurt. And obviously as a, as a person, you never want to wish anything bad on somebody, but for someone else to step in and fill that role, they either have to move on, you know, just to graduate, you know, go to a new team, whatever, or they have to get hurt. Right. So goalkeeper is a type of position where you have to be ready at all times, because in a moment's notice, you could, your number could be called and you have to perform. And to be fair, you can look throughout MLS, Premier League, World Cup, whatever. The starting goalkeeper goes down, the backup comes in, and sometimes they do very well and they secure that job spot and they never let it go. Sometimes they don't do so well. And as soon as that starting goalkeeper is back healthy or back from suspension or whatever, they're back in the, they're back in the saddle. Um, and that's one of the biggest things I think that taught me in terms of life is that you always have to be ready. 
right? That sports is one of those things where as an athlete, it teaches you so many transferable skills that relate to the real world that I think that sometimes we, we forget, right? Being in a team environment, working together, holding yourself accountable as well as your teammates. Um, you know, just so many very uh, important transferable skills that everyone needs in terms of that athlete. Um, so going back to high school, didn't play until my senior year. Uh, and even before that, I played in the field, you know, which is kind of funny watching me play soccer in the field. You know, I didn't have the best ball skills in the world, but I was that person that just hit a lot of people just to kind of let, let, let people know I was there. Um, but when my time came and it was fall of 2009, I knew I had to take that opportunity, right? Um, before then, you know, I had to ride the bench, play in the field, whatever. But, you know, the biggest thing in terms of dealing with adversity is one, keeping a positive attitude and keeping a positive mindset. So that's what I had to do. I knew I had to wait my turn. I knew my time was coming, but I knew when that time came, I had to take full responsibility of it or full uh, advantage of it. Sorry. And that's what I did. Going into my last senior season at Caraval Academy, I could tell you that the stars aligned. I could tell you that the moon was just right, but the preparation that went into that season was what made the difference, right? Now, I always believe that hard work pays off, right? And you have to be in a situation where if you're not preparing to succeed, you're going to prepare, you're going to um, prepare to fail, right? So the preparation, that whole summer going into it, taking the time to go to go to the school in the summer and lift weights and train and work out and get myself, you know, physically and mentally prepared for the season was super important, right? And the the team that we had was probably one of the best in school history, right? I would put that team against anyone else, either previously or afterwards, and, you know, try to come up with a better lineup. But going through adversity, we knew we were good, but those first three games, those were some tough three games. We lost a game that we shouldn't have lost to. We beat a team we should have beat, and we tied a team that we shouldn't have tied to. And for a team that was a was a heavy favorite going to the season, we're starting out the year, you know, one win, one loss, and one draw. And everyone's looking at each other. We're pointing the finger, and people are blaming each other and things like that. And we had to have kind of an intervention. And we really had to put our egos aside, especially the senior leadership group, and realize that, like, this is the time that we need to come together and be great because we all knew that we wanted to get first team all state this and kind of all conference that and, you know, um, you know, really have those individual accolades. But we knew as a team that we weren't going to achieve those things if we weren't going to do something great together. And those little adversities at the beginning of the year set the tone for the rest of it, right? Not being able to come out, you know, guns blazing, let us know that we had a lot of work still to do. And that personal egos we have to put aside, come together as a team, and from there we dominated. We lost one more game, middle of the year, to a team that was a good team. Um, it, was, it was like the Wilmington Charter, Charter School of Wilmington or whatever it was. And those two teams that we lost to, we played them in the state tournament. We beat both of them as a revenge tour to win the state championship. And, you know, no matter what, obviously we love to say we go undefeated. It should be great. But sometimes you have to take that humble pie, right, and bring you back down to earth. And you know that no matter how far you go up in life, sometimes things are going to knock you back down to where you should be. But it gives you that reality that you're not invincible, right? Nobody's invincible. No matter how good you are, no matter what craft or sport or thing that you do, you're not invincible, right? But that allowed us then to come together even more. Like, you know, we, we're not invincible. 
we know we had to really kind of dive into this and we really had to make it special. And that's what we did from that last loss. We went on and we completely dominated. And we got the first state champion in school history. Um, and it was something that, you know, as a group, we were proud of. You know, we were able to really make a difference. We were able to do something that nobody else has done. But that didn't come without that adversity first, right? That didn't come with maybe having an injury earlier in the year, not winning the games that we wanted to win. It was a wake-up call, right? And that's just a small taste of the adversity, right? Now, as I transition to the college, right, going into Providence College, I want to pause one second and give this segment out to BMB Collections, LLC. Shot with BMB Collections, LLC. They sell clothes, make eyelashes, sunglasses, and, more over op- and many more options coming soon, especially all for the ladies, especially this time of the year, making sure that you are at your best as we head out to the beaches and going out to different quarantine parties, as you say. Uh, but follow their business page on IG at BMB underscore collections, LLC, and also check out their website, www.bmbcollectionsllc.com. Clothing that fit, clothing to fit your budget, most importantly, right? As I get into Providence, um, and one of the main reasons why I chose Providence was because I had an opportunity to play my freshman year. Uh, The goalkeeper who was there the last year just graduated, uh, was uh, going into his professional uh, professional career, and the starting goalkeeper spot was wide open. So for me, I was like, you know what, this is a great opportunity of something where I could potentially start off four years. And you want to talk about hard work, right? And, I, and people put in hard work each and every day. But the thing that people don't understand is, right, when you work so hard, but it doesn't pay off. And you're, like, trying to figure out what did I do wrong. And it's to be fair, it's not what you did wrong. It's just the timing wasn't right, right? So that summer going into Providence, I decided not to go hang out with my friends at senior week, go down to the beaches and do things I wasn't supposed to do. I stayed up north of of Delaware, and I continued to train, continue to work out. Uh, When I went to go visit my mom for a month, I would work out and run in 100-degree heat on top of still lifting weights and doing everything in my power to get myself ready for something that I never experienced before, right? We're in a new level in terms of soccer for me, the collegiate game, right? Playing in the in the Big East Conference, arguably probably either the second, I know, I mean, hands down, ACC, we already know, best conference in college soccer on the men's side, but that arguably that second that second conference was the Big East, especially at that time where we had 16 teams, you know, going back to the old Rutgers, West Virginia, South Florida, UConn, um, you know, you uh, Georgetown. Those were the that was the original Big East Conference and competitive one at that. So I knew going into it, I needed to prepare myself, and I dedicated the whole summer to making sure I was ready for this. First preseason practice, <laughs> blew. I got blown out. I got blown out of the water. I was nowhere close to the level that I needed to be. I was just like this. Wow, you no, know, I thought I was going to be ready. I wasn't, and that's okay. Right. I was still young, 18. Um, and, you know, I was still learning so much. But just because I wasn't I, did, I wasn't going to play that year doesn't mean I was supposed to give up. Right. And a lot of people, you know, have this type of demeanor and attitude and mentality that if they're not starting, um, there's no point in doing it. Right. But we have to remember whether it's in athletics or it's in life. Life is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Right? This isn't a 100 meter dash. This isn't a 200 meter or even a 400. This is something where this is going to take time. It's going to take preparation. It's going to take the necessary steps and changes to make that dream become a reality. And I knew I had four years and the potential of me retreading was very high when I first started. So technically five seasons. And I knew I, I could take as much time as I needed to to prepare myself for that next level. 
And I'm being honest with you guys, it took me probably a full like year and some change to get acclimated to the level of speed and pace that I needed to play at. Um, going into it, you know, I thought I was good, but I knew I, I had a lot of work to do. And I took the opportunity to go to the gym with the lifting coach three times a week, still practice with the team five days a week. When the team was gone for away trips, you know, was I doing extra training, things like that. All of that at the end of the day was part of that marathon race that's giving me step-by-step step-by-step instructions or step-by-step building blocks to get myself ready for when my time was to come. And then once the spring came, I had my opportunity to play some games, right, to be able to show what I was able to do. But even then, I still wasn't ready, right? Um, As we kind of fast forward to junior year, right, we're getting fall of 2012 after sitting out two years. um, I'm at a point now where the starting spot was wide open again, right? But I also knew from 2011 that I stayed, so that 2010 to 2011 season, the fall of 2011, I stayed in Providence the whole summer. Same thing like I did going into Providence. I was working my butt off. I was training. I was working out. I found me a part-time job, staying off campus, you know, doing everything I can to get myself ready. And I'll never forget this. We're at home. We're playing Seton Hall. And we're absolutely beating them like 6 nothing, 5 nothing, whatever it is. And the head coach tells me and the other goalkeeper to start warming up. And I'm like, oh, my God, I think this is my chance. All of my hard work that I've been doing is coming down to this moment. And I was like, you know what? This is awesome. Like, I was so ready for this. And biggest blow was not getting the call to play the last 15 minutes. And I don't know what that did to my ego, but it completely just gutted me. And I'm just like, I don't know how much harder I could work to get the opportunity. I really couldn't understand. I was like, why didn't I play? And I was so frustrated and I was so upset because you, when you dedicate your life to something and you put so much time and effort into making yourself better and trying to do the right things, not just on the field, but off the field. So you're prepared for that next day and you don't get that call. It's demoralizing and it's so tough. And I'm not going to lie to you guys and say, I just brushed it off because I didn't. It was a tough uh, pill for me to swallow, but I knew at the end of the day that there was still time, right? There was still opportunities coming down the line. And, you know, to be fair, I had to have a conversation with the coach as well. And he, he gave me his perspective and where he sees me and the reason why I didn't get chosen. And you know what? At the end of the day, whether if I thought he was right or he was wrong, he's a coach. I have to listen and we move on from there. But that let me know that I needed to work that much harder. Now, that's the mindset change, right? For me, it was like, all right, I need to work harder to get to where I go. Other people fall off right then and there. And that's probably one of the biggest decision-making factors that determine or that separate those that make it at the next level and those that don't. Because you're always going to have... You're always going to have people or coaches telling you, no, not good enough, whatever. But all it takes right, is for that one coach to believe in you, for that one person to say that you're good enough, and that's the stepping stone that you need to get to that next level. But that only comes from, right, working hard, staying humble, doing the things you need to do on and off the field to prepare yourself each and every day. And if you're not doing that, it's going to make it super hard for anyone to believe who you are as a person. Because if you're not doing it, it's going to be absolutely impossible for you to get to the next level because you're not doing the necessary things to make that difference and make the coach's job hard to not play you, right? Now, now we get to fall of 2012, and it's finally my turn, right? I've had the opportunity. I know I was going to start. I had a great summer. I was playing down in Reading, Pennsylvania with some of the top college kids in the country, and I knew I was ready. I came in with the confidence. I came in with the swagger, and I knew that this was going to be my year to make a difference. 
as we get through preseason, um, we're probably about two weeks out and we're doing penalty kicks um, probably before our first preseason game. And I'm going against one of my classmates that I came in with and great player, strong right foot. I knew where he was going. I read it correctly, put my left hand up there. As soon as the ball hit my hand, dislocated my shoulder. And I'm sure all of you are shaking your head like, how could you get more unlucky? All right, now it's a point where I've done all the hard work, and now it's my time. Now I get an injury. And I'm just like, you got to be kidding me, right? And we're like two weeks out, maybe 10 days out from our first game. And I'm just like, how could I get more unlucky? And unfortunately, I missed the first game of the year. You know, we lost to Northeastern uh, in double overtime, I think it was. Um, but it gave me more time to heal. Right? So even though I took a, you know, a step back, gave me two or three steps forward in terms of that recovery time to allow me to play my next game, which was away at Monmouth down in South Jersey by the shore. And to make my college debut, I mean, it was everything that I could have ever thought of, right? It was, um, it was a tough game. Um, you know, we didn't have the greatest year, 2012. Um, you know, for the first half, we were up one nothing. Um, had a couple saves, felt really good. I think second half, we just didn't have the legs. You know, I think we lost 2-1 or 3-1, whatever it was. But um, the, I put on a good showing, and that gave me the confidence that I knew that I could play at this level. And now it was a situation of, can I keep consistent, right? I had a bad shoulder injury, right? Now I got my chance to play. I did well. Now it's my my spot to lose, right? And as the season's kind of going on, right before we got the conference play in the Big East, playing home against Michigan State, Take a goal kick, boom, pop my quad. And you're just like, oh, my God, how, how, what else could potentially go wrong, right? Literally, please tell me what else could go wrong. Like, maybe this wasn't for me, you know? And there's a lot of people that would, after the first one, be like, no, or the second one, be like, no. But for me, I was like, when you, when you find your why, right, when you find that thing that drives you the most, there's literally nothing that can stop you from achieving your goal. And I'm telling you that from my own personal experience. Right. There's literally not one thing that will stop you when your why is big enough. You will literally go absolute to the ends of the earth to make your dream become reality. And that what that's what soccer was for me. I knew that I wanted to play at the next level and I would do anything to get there. It didn't matter if my right arm was falling off and my left foot was over there by the benches. I was going to make this dream come reality over hell or high water. Right. That was me. That was my mentality. And it was not going to stop. Now, I recover, shoulders somewhat recovered, legs kind of getting there and start kicking again. Ultimately, we had a not so good season. We finished 4 10 and 2, um, didn't make the Big East playoffs or anything like that. And that was probably one of the biggest, you know, pills for me to swallow was because the, my first two years, even though I didn't play, made the NCAA tournament, we went to the Big East championship. Um, you know, so many different things were going well for the program. And for my first year, I'm just like, damn. You know, didn't even get a chance to make it to the postseason. Like, you know, I got, I still got some work to do, right? And the, for me, that's what it was. Like, I'm not done until I've made it where I'm satisfied with the result. And going into that spring of 2012, that's where things kind of shifted. We had a coaching change. Um, we had a brilliant incoming class coming in going that fall of 2013, and that's where the program started taking off, right? And now where it is now in 2020, I mean, I think they've been in a tournament since 2014, I think, you know, 
four out of the last six years, something like that. Had a, a regular season Big East championship, another run in NCAA tournament a few times. So this is a program that's up and coming. And obviously I love Providence to death because I'm biased, but a powerhouse uh, moving forward. Now that 2013 and 2014 year, and if you guys listened to the last episode, you understood what I went through in terms of my dad, right? Dealing with cancer, traveling back and forth from Delaware, managing school, playing soccer. And when life, like the, like the last episode, when life throws you lemons, you have two options. You can either let it hit you, you fall down, you roll over, and you call it a day. Or you take that lemon, you peel it, you squirt it, you make some lemonade, throw some sugar in there, and now you made it something better. Right. You have two options when it comes to life. Right. You have the positive and the negative. But for me, there's always a positive with every negative. Right. No matter what. At that point, regardless of what I was going through with my dad and things like that, I knew I still had a duty because of everything that I went through already in terms of the adversity of my playing career. So now we're getting into it. And I use that to fuel myself, but also use that as a, in a leadership role to fuel the team, because for me, it was so important that I got to go home to let my family or have my family watch me play. And I use that. And that was, you know, that adversity I dealt with in the spring fueled the rest of my career in 2013 and 2014 um, to make sure that my dad was proud. My mom was proud. My family was proud. I was doing all the right things. And listen, you could go through something like that, whether you lose a, a loved one to cancer or any type of illness, and that will completely crush people. Right. Um, they throw everything off to this off, you know, out the front door, out the window and spiral down. I've seen it happen multiple times with my friends and people uh, close to me, right? For me, right, if I'm to give any type of advice, right, with dealing with adversity and when it comes to personal, right, you know, you have to, you have to use that in positive energy. You have to be able to take that and turn it into something positive. And for me, soccer was that outlet and whatever it is for you, where it could be reading, working out, um, going for runs, just confiding in somebody that you believe in, right? seeing, talking to somebody, right? Whatever it is, um, adversity is going to hit you no matter what, but you have to make sure that you turn that negative into a positive in the best way possible because allowing that negative to change your perspective and change your mindset into a bad one or a negative one isn't going to make anyone feel any better because we people know what you're going through, right? People are going to feel sorry for you, but if you take the turn for the worse, that's a personal decision and you have that decision to come out of it better, right? People want to help. People want to be there for you in so many shapes and forms, but you have to let them. And that's one thing that I struggle with. I didn't let anyone do it. So any advice just to go forward in terms of adversity, right? Let others help you reach that next level um, of your life. Now, as we get into that 2014 season, um, just like it was for Caravel in my high school years, it's a situation where I am taking this to full effect, right? It's my last season. Um, I'm in it to win it. I'm doing everything in my power to make sure I'm prepared in every way, shape, or form. And stayed in Providence again, right? Took classes over the summer, got a part-time job, uh, lifting, coaching, training, everything in between. Um, and that's something that was super important because I knew that, like, this was it. This is my senior season. There's no more problems after this. I have to put all effort into this. And you guys are going to laugh because literally 24 hours before our season opener, boom, shoulder dislocates again. Post-play away game at Bryant. Um, and I was at that point, I'm just like, well, do I just call it quits and try to see if I can do a medical redshirt and try again? 
or do I just go through with it? Because at that point, I put so much into this thing that there was no turning back for me. So I'm like, you know what? We're going to play this thing full out and whatever happens, happened. But for me, everything that Providence gave me in terms of support for my family and everything that I went through, I would lay my life on the line for that for that program. And that's what I did. 24 hours before season opener, shoulder dislocates. Still played. We won 2 nothing. Week later, 24 hours again before shoulder, uh, before um, I think our home opener, whatever it was, dislocated my shoulder again. Still played. Won that game too. Um, we're home, Big East opener, uh, going through warm-ups, dislocated my shoulder, tie 0-0. Zero, zero. Uh, we're away at Butler, um, Big East conference play. Dislocated my shoulder in my sleep night before the game. Still play. I think we lost 2-1, unfortunately. I wish I could have kept that win streak going or undefeated streak going. But that adversity wasn't – a that shoulder injury, whatever it was, wasn't going to stop me from playing. Like, my why, like I said before, was bigger than anything else. And I wasn't allowing that to stop me from achieving my goal and helping the team get to whatever we possibly could that year. Now, like I said – the road to success is always under construction, right? And obviously, if you've been through a construction zone, you know that there's bumps in the road and there's potholes and there's detours and things like that. But ultimately, we know that we're going to get to our final destination and the time and place that we're supposed to get there. So at my point, at my point is this, even though that we want something bad enough, right, we have to be able to, like they say, trust the process and enjoy the ride because that ride is going to shape you for where you need to go, not just for that that goal, but for life in general. So most importantly, make sure that no matter what we do and no matter what goal we set for ourselves, that even though we see a straight path, right, the universe, or if you believe in God or whatever the case is, is going to shape us to make sure that we're ready for what we actually set out for. So that straight path is no longer going to be there. It's going to be a detour. You're going to have to go around a mountain, underneath the, underneath the bridge, whatever the case is, to make sure that we get there, but we get there equipped for what we need at the end of the day and for us to be successful. Now, as I, as we go through that last kind of, you know, month or whatever, we make it, we had a great run, best in program history up to this point. We make it to the final four uh, where we play UCLA in the national semifinal, unfortunately losing 3-2 in double overtime, but we made history, right? Now it's a sense of now season's over. I put everything into it, dealing with the injuries, um, dealing with the adversity, things like that. We had multiple suspensions throughout the year. Guy was another at one point. All right, we're doing everything in our power. to, But we we made it to the best uh, finish in program history. Now it was that time where my goal, right, my, my biggest why to make it professional was just on the cusp, right? It was just on the horizon. I felt it. There was a lot of things moving in that direction, and I was excited for it. And now the real preparation started. How can I get myself to a new level, which I've never experienced before? Now, as I went through college, right, and I was playing in the summer, I had a chance to to train with some professional teams, so I really got to see what the level was like, and I knew where I was going to be at in terms of, like, the skill level. And I knew I was pretty close, but I knew I needed to continuously get better and work my way up. So I was getting, I was getting there, right? That winter, I was getting there. Um, you know, blessed enough for me, I was able to get drafted. I, I wanted to get drafted in the worst possible way, um, but I got drafted, and I was at a point now where um, I was doing what I wanted to do. Playing professional, I was in, like I drafted the San Jose Earthquakes and MLS, um, but unfortunately, 
still had that shoulder issue, right? And it wasn't allowing me to do what I wanted to do. So the biggest thing for me was, how can I overcome this? And as I kind of transitioned to this next segment of turning the professional career, um, I want to definitely give a shout out to North Star Management, uh, ran by one of my former teammates, ex-professional Youssef Nasiri, uh, specializing in high-level training for all ages and skill levels, players looking to play at the next level, whether that's high school, college, or professional. Uh, the first session's on him, free, when you mention me in my podcast. Um, if you also need a, a video highlight for recruitment or any sort of help for college placement or recruitment in that, in that aspect, please reach out to him. Uh, and that's North Star Management. Um, pretty much serving all the DMV area for weekly trainings, uh, DC, Maryland, Delaware, Central PA, uh, trying to help out as much as possible to get those kids to the next level. So shout out to North Star, continue doing your thing. I see you doing big things on social media. Now, as I get through to the professional side of it, right, dealing with my shoulder, I got let go from San Jose, right? And it was tough because as I got let go from San Jose, I also got my first call to the Barbados national team. So kind of like a double whammy, right? Didn't sign with the, the club I wanted to or that drafted me. Also couldn't represent my, my father's uh, homeland. So, you know, I'm at a point now where I had another decision to make. Do I go home? Do I get surgery? Do I wait six months potentially and see what's out there? Or do I suck it up, wrap it up, and give my best effort and see what comes out of it? And that's what I did. I went back to Delaware. I trained, I rehabbed as much as possible, three, four times a week. Definitely shout out to Elite Physical Therapy in Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, Rudy Radowski and Hosh, those guys are unbelievable. Uh, if you're ever in northern Delaware or that kind of suburban Philadelphia area, Elite Physical Therapy are some of the best people out there in terms of you know what they do and getting athletes back to where they need to be, not just athletes, but also the everyday person as well. So definitely shout out to those guys. If it wasn't for them on multiple different occasions, I wouldn't have had the career that I had. Now, coming back or rehabbed, got myself together. And I luckily, six weeks later, I got a call uh, from my agent going to the New York Cosmos, right? And to be fair, did I know much about the New York Cosmos? No, I did not. I was more of an MLS guy and then obviously European soccer. But once I did my homework, once I did my research, I understood the magnitude of this club. Um, literally, literally one of the biggest clubs in North American soccer by far. The history of the Cosmos uh, with Pele and Beckenbauer and, you know, playing at the old giant stadiums, a sellout crowd uh, was, you know, was it's what soccer was before the MLS came about. And to be a part of such a historic club was amazing to me. And I got to share the locker room with guys like Raul and Marco Senna and big U.S. international guys like Danny Zatella and Carlos Mendez and so many other big name players, not just from the U.S., but across uh, across the world was unbelievable. Right. And, you know, it was a situation where I'm here and I'm learning and I'm and I'm, that's where I learned to be a pro. That's where I learned to be a pro. That's where I learned to, um, you know, take care of myself on and off the field and really experience the professional life. And for me, you know, that's where I knew for me, I made it right. I, I Every goal that I wanted in life, I was I, I created it right. All the hard work, all the extra runs, the sprints, the extra trainings, things like that. When I signed that first contract, that's when I knew it was all worth it. And I would do it all over again if I had the opportunity to. And then going from there, obviously, I got my first opportunity to play for Barbados. It allowed me then to go to 
um, multiple other clubs, the Harrisburg City Islanders in the USL, Pittsburgh Riverhounds, same league, also rivals, which was kind of funny. But being in the pro environment made everything that I've gone through worth it. The surgeries, the dislocations, the injuries, the coaches saying no, the all of it, right? Any adverse that I had to deal with, whether it was, you know, as a soccer player, as a person, financially, whatever the case was, it all came together for me and it literally made it absolutely perfect um, because I was living my dream. I set out the goal that I wanted and I achieved it. And like I said, the road to success is always under construction and it took a while and a lot of different twists and turns to make it work. But when I finally got it done and I signed that contract and I was able to play, it made everything so worth it at the end of the day. And that's what I'm the message for you guys in terms of the adversity in sports is just because somebody says no, just because you have an injury, just because something doesn't go your way, doesn't mean you stop giving up on what your purpose was and what your why was, because if you did, then your why wasn't big enough or you didn't want it bad enough, right? Just because somebody told you no or they weren't interested or whatever, and then you fell for that and or you allowed them or you allowed that person to dictate, you know, what's going on, just let's, you know, that you didn't want it big enough, right? Just because somebody says they're not interested or they tell you no or you're not good enough doesn't mean that that's the end all be all. That's just one door closing and we know another one's going to open up. That's just how it works, right? So I think the biggest thing is to consistently work hard, right? Keep your head down, um, continue to do all the right things on and off the field and continuously just be the best version of yourself. Um, that's going to allow you to set yourself free and set yourself up for the goal that you want, right? And remember, anything that we set our sights on, anything that we want in terms of a long-term goal, there's going to be so many different things that are going to come at us that's going to stop us from or going to try to sway us away from doing it. The most important thing is, can we overcome it? Can we burst through it? Can we go around it and still be able to achieve our goal? And as I close out, I want to give one more shout out uh, to a former friar of mine, uh, Brianna Chatis, um, born and raised in North Minneapolis, Minnesota, former professional athlete, double major at Providence College, current special ed teacher, entrepreneur, and owner of Brianna Chatis Industries, LLC. Now, in terms of BCI, uh, various business ventures. Uh, one is her amazing seasoning, Love It Seasoning, um, her hair care product, Shatice Naturals, um, author, uh, The Girl Named B, and uh, Talking to Spit podcast, and also Dead Training. Um, now, BCI believes in providing education in all aspects of life. Love It Seasoning was created to give consumers a healthy way to add an amazing, delicious flavor to their foods without added uh, sodium. Now, Shatice Naturals were created to provide customers an all-natural product and education to assist in their hair and beard growth. Now, you can find her um, on her personal Instagram, uh, Brianna underscore Chatise, C-H-A-T-E-S-E. Her hair care product, Chatise underscore naturals. Um, and then the spices for the IG is uh, L-O-V with the number three underscore it underscore seasoning with the E as a three. Um, and you can also reach her on email at bci33 at outlook.com.
I appreciate everyone tuning in. I appreciate everyone listening to my story. Um, that's my adversity in terms of sports. That's my adversity in terms of soccer, what I had to go through. And biggest message that I'll leave you guys with is your why has to outweigh all the negatives, right? Your why has to outweigh any bad turn or detour that you must take to get to your final goal. Because once you get there, you'll look at that road that you traveled and it'll all be worth it. Another episode, keeping it real. Hope you guys have a great week. Talk to you soon.